0: Rediscover the 80s, your retro news and talk station.
1: Welcome back to the Rediscover the 80s podcast and a special episode tonight with uh, Jason here. Of course, Wyatt is here.
0: I am here and we are going to... To the post-game, if you will, of RetroCon
1: 2023.
0: Yep. I um, I was not able to make it Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. had some family obligations come up, but I will obviously pass the mic to Jason on that. But I wanted to say a wholehearted thank you, and thank you for the warm welcome to our crew, our mm-hmm. partners in crime when it comes to 80s and nostalgia and so forth. Guys, you guys welcome me back. You know, I barely talk to you guys much. Uh, you're more of Jason's inner circle of 80s guys. <laughs> but, man, you know, you guys, you guys are the bomb, I'll tell you. Uh, you guys remembered how I had that uh, skin cancer event last year and was wearing that bandage like someone tried to hatch Two years me or ago. something. Yeah. And uh I'll tell you what, you guys, you were, you guys were all sympathetic. I, uh, I was shocked and I'm <laughs> humbled by it. So thank you.
1: Yeah, real fun group of guys this year. Just before we get into it as well, we got to shout out Tony and Rose for putting on another incredible show. Absolutely. It was just really fun there. And just, it, I don't know, it seems like every year it gets better and better and better. And obviously the bigger haul this year, like we mentioned, that, that would be another thing. If you have not listened to our pregame, <laughs> uh, go back a couple episodes and listen to that if you want to. To get all the the rundown of the show and our hype going into the show. Obviously, this is the wrap-up show. But, um, yeah, just, I mean, I was blown away a couple times. And uh, some of it was orchestrated, too, by our friend Tony Great, who drove in from Ohio. He is the mastermind behind Retro Days and the Retro Days YouTube channel. He's also one of the authors of Tommy and the Order of Cosmic Champions. We've mentioned that before here on the podcast, that uh, book that came out, novel, I think it was last year, and he actually got uh, Stan Bush to do a song for the soundtrack to that book. The... uh, all the promotional items around the book were almost as fun <laughs> as the actual book, I must admit, because I got a little promo pack, too. I showed on uh, the Rediscover the 80s channel on YouTube, had a viewmaster in there of the characters. There was a mini comic. There was a cassette that looked like, well, it looked like a cassette, but it was actually a, a popped out a USB drive. And that was your soundtrack for uh, the book. and one of Stan Bush's songs was on there and played it Saturday night. I'll talk about that in a minute, but yeah, big thanks to Tony for uh, uh, helping accommodations as well for me and my son and all the other guys that came into a couple of that. I got to meet for the first time, uh, some through retro day, some through the retro network and uh, just uh, others that I seem to see there every year. Our, our pal Dean with the sombrero, he, yes. I don't know if that, I, I'm guessing that started out as I'm going to be the guy in the sombrero. You can find me, you know, like the first year that he came and it's just it stuck, it, yeah. <laughs> yep. but it's always good to, to see him. And we met our buddy, Chad Young from horror movie barbecue for the first time. It was good to talk to him. He's been on this show uh, doing the Sears wish books as we do each year. And uh, I've done another show with him, a regular show uh, called Rental Return for the Retro Network, all about video rental stores with our other pal, Adam, who was there, Adam Pope. So we had uh, those couple guys got to see and Jeff Westerman and his brother, Jeremy, uh, twin brother, Jeremy, got to meet him for the first time. Those Mm -hmm. two were a trip the whole time telling stories and correcting each other on what was the correct story as we're (laughs) having dinner as we're walking around so there i was jeremy kept saying and uh my friend pete from the box office 30 podcast on the retro network he drove in from new jersey got to meet him for the first time and hang out some on saturday and uh just we we had a a, just a fun time uh get the the crew that we had together And we would split up and do our own thing on Saturday. Adam was in full cosplay. He was Peter Parker one day, and he was Captain N on Sunday. Uh, Had to enter that into the contest, the cosplay contest. He wanted to get into karaoke. We missed trivia this year. I totally slipped my mind. It was in the morning on Sunday. We usually go to the the room and uh, take part in the trivia contest, try to win surprises. Forgot all about that. But um, yeah, we just had a really good time on Saturday, and then the, the concert Saturday night. I guess I'll go into that real quick here too. So uh, we got there; there was already a line, and it it was a sold out show, and it proved to be because we're all looking at each other like, is uh, fire code up? You know, uh, are we putting too many people in this room? Uh, because they had they kept an aisle off to the side this time next to the wall so the band could get to and from the stage so there was another part of that area that was kind of roped off to make it even of a lesser space in between the bowling lanes there wow. so but we we hung back and uh, uh just soaked it all in the show was great a couple technical difficulties kind of bugged me as a sound guy happening throughout the show some microphone issues and even one of the symbols on the drums was off there for a while so they they kind of struggled through some technical things but still an incredible show they did uh let's see one i think they did actually two songs off of their i think it's ravage or savage one of the other is the name of their album i think
0: it's ravage
1: i I I think think it is ravage that i heard for the first time there that they performed. They also performed ACDC's Thunderstruck before yes. uh, for the first time. I had not heard that before from them. That was incredible, but they also had the, the usual rotation of rock songs. Um, they did the uh, Zeppelin. They did uh Barracuda from heart. And uh, like I said, ACDC. And then of course you got to get in the, the Pokemon theme and <laughs> Thundercats Gus Mortal, Mortal Kombat didn't do Gus Busters this time. Really? You know, they typically leave that for the end, like the encore, but they didn't do an encore this time. What they did was the final three songs were with Stan Bush. Uh, so makes sense. Stan, Stan came up, uh, just sang, didn't have his guitar set up or anything. He was just the singer. So they didn't waste any time. Once he got up on stage, it was immediately to the touch. So they they went right into the touch. They did the song from the Tommy and Order Cosmic Champions soundtrack, Standard Fall, and our pal Tony Great got a shout out on stage. So he was loving that, I'm sure. Yeah, and we were all loving that and screaming for him. Yeah, we know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then ended with Dare, and there I went over to YouTube today. There are a couple. of decently filmed videos of that moment maybe you know the people that were filming just haven't got up put it up on youtube yet since we're you know just a day away from this sh- uh, right. two days away from the concert but it was a very fun moment and the ones that i did see the crowd was just as loud as the band was when they were singing along uh, it was incredible so we had a really good time last night uh, witnessing history you might say with with stan and the cybertronic spree performing together but uh yeah i'm so glad you were able to come even if it was just for that one day we got to hang out and take in all the sights and sounds that is RetroCon. and uh i guess what do you want to start with maybe uh meeting the celebrity guests
0: i guess because that's you know that was the beeline for us at least for me me, on sunday because i only had a Uh, one day versus two to to really absorb everything. Most of you probably are aware by now that I am a Dukes fan. And (laughs) so I am on a thin budget this year, but that isn't exactly what, what I was aiming for with what, with what transpired. I am one to believe that, you know, the money can't always be the thing. These guys were our, our, distraction or entertainment throughout a number of years and for me over the years especially being in the re- retired air force i've come to appreciate and many people appreciate the coins that we are given uh, or giving out to people so uh, as a token for saying thank you and again i was on a thin budget and they were asking a lot of prices this year <laughs> um i thought it would be and i wasn't looking for a trade I was not looking for, hey, I'll give you this if I get a picture in trade. I really wasn't. I wanted to say thank you to them. So I have a coin. I'll put pictures up. Uh, If you go back to 2018 on my YouTube or our YouTube channel, rather, uh, you'll see my Cooter's Last Stand video. I think a video or picture of the coin is in that video. So I gave them my 94th Intelligence Squadron. That was the last unit I was a part of. Our mascot, if you will, was a cougar, and the coin is double-faced. One has the face of a orange and kind of a dark blue cougar with its teeth, like it's roaring. Well, that little tooth there, the opening, is actually doubles as a bottle opener. Mm-hmm. So anybody that drinks beer, or IBCs, at least for Jason and I, you, know, <laughs> you can pop a, pop a cold root beer, birch beer, And on the opposite side is our actual patch. Uh, It has a intelligence airplane with lightning strikes, basically surrounding it with our V and a little mock airplane from our original days back when it was uh, a different intelligence squadron, really altogether. But there's some heritage there. But anyway, I gave these these coins to each one of the actors. I went back and forth in my head because I've as much as I want to be meeting the Dukes, I, I figured the lines were going to be crazy. But I happened...
1: They, they were on Saturday, let me tell you. So you, I think you came the right day as far I as trying to get, to get to meet them.
0: I forewarned Jason, and I think I forewarned when we did our, our pre-show, our warm-up, that if it's anything like 2018, when I went to Cooters Last Dan, you're going to be waiting hours in line to see anybody. And most of all, John was the big draw at least at cooters so i forewarned him and anybody that was going so sunday i was really surprised there was only maybe eight people in line for tom and what about a dozen or so for catherine and you went in that line Mm -hmm. and then john he had already had a, a following there but not terrible maybe 30 40 people guessing anyway so long story short i went up to tom and I, I told this story to, to Jason and the twins and I'm like, I had this scripted in my head, but when it came out, it was like a 10 year old came out. I go, hi. And Tom replies like, hi, like what's this dude on, you know? Um, <laughs> and I just said, my name's is Wyatt Bloom. And you know, I'm a big fan and I wanted to know if you would accept a gift for entertaining me and the many fans. I said, I said, I know it's not, much but i'm prior military gave him the spiel and said i wanted to say thank you for entertaining me he was already grabbing for a dvd one of his dvds as i'm explaining that i was retired military and boom he was already uh, asking me my name again and he tore off the little outer protective uh, saran wrap whatever and wrote my name in the silver sharpie says wyatt yeehaw tom Wolpak. And he said, Hey, I really appreciate this. You know, Hey, you know, this is just a small thing for me. If you like the movie, go buy the other two. If not, Hey, thank you for your service. Thank you for all you do. And
1: That's so cool. forth. So,
0: so I was really taken aback because he really took it serious. I didn't know how these people would accept it. Uh, I mentioned back in 2018 and you can go back on the video and how Cletus was just enamorated with the coin. Uh, in fact, I've joked and said, he kind of went, went, um, lucid on me in a good way. Um, he was fumbling like a grandpa up there with a tasty cake, I, you know, a, a person before me. But then when I got up there and told him, I was, you know, an intelligence, uh, worked in the intelligence. Shop, hey, Hey, is there something going on over in the Middle East? You know, that we should be aware of I was watching on the news and I'm like, dude, dude is in check. I mean, Holy cow. <laughs> that was not the, the dude. I just saw right. Two seconds ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But then I went over to Catherine, and she was a sweetheart. I, I actually thought about bailing because, you know, I'm not bringing flowers. I'm not bringing anything girly. And she was just equally appreciative of it. She kind of leaned over. I was I was wondering if she's going to give me a hug. You know, I wasn't going to turn it away. But no, she just <laughs> I think she is hard of hearing. And she was trying to listen to me intently talk about the squadron and, and what I did.
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: And then I went over to John and it was a little it, he was still welcoming, but he seemed to be the fast pace, you know, just chucking the the guests on through. I, I said, thanks yeah. for entertaining me. I've loved your work, obviously, in the Dukes. And then I said, Smallville, uh, I had another script in my head of, of I was going to say, I, I follow his him on Facebook and I love his, his posts about his late wife and so forth. But that never came out of my mouth. I said, I really want to thank you for what you've done. He said, thanks. I really, really appreciate it. And that was it there was no real Mm -hmm. another minute of conversation. It was out the door.
1: I think that's because he does have a bigger following, I think than the other two. And you're trying to get as many people through the line as possible. I can understand that. And you don't always want to make small talk. Uh, I tried to make a little small talk. I, I first got in Catherine's line. Uh, My friend, old school, Tim is a autograph collector. So, he hit me up again uh, two years ago. I got him Terry Kaiser's autograph, who was Bernie and Weekend at Bernie's. Mm-hmm. And then um, I decided to uh, help him out again. Went to Catherine's line, picked out a picture, and uh, she was real nice. I totally fanboyed, you know. Thank you yeah. for everything and uh, entertaining me, blah blah blah, and went about my business. But she was really sweet. I did not get a chance to meet Tom. I went over to John's line because it was only like four people deep at the time. So I was like, I'm going to take advantage of this and jump over there. And I was trying to uh, tell him I appreciated the video of him and Tom performing the Duke's theme on TNN. uh, One of the TNN shows, maybe it was Crook and Chase or some one of those shows. I go back and watch that video often. It's just so great hearing them sing the song. Nothing against Waylon Jennings, of course, but just a unique, just kind of a moment like like Stan in the Cybertronic Spree on us. Right. It's uh, I'm glad it was captured on video, obviously. So he said he d- he didn't really go into too much uh, detail beyond the thank yous, like you said. Uh, so th- and that was fine, but uh, they were all cool. One of our other friends that came to the show, Will West, paid for a a picture with all three of them with the General Lee. And so we got to hang down there for a while. We were talking amongst ourselves there and and watching them uh, interact with the fans, too. So that was uh, a really just a fun experience to have them there. And then you also talked to Sam Jones, right? Right.
0: So first, I kind of bounced around. I didn't go to Daisy right away. Uh, I was trying to get the Duke's eyes mm-hmm. out of my, uh, out of it. I went over to Greg Evigan first.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. He did go to Greg.
0: I, you know, I actually, I've told the tale before. You know, I, everybody knows how much I am enamorated still. Uh, oh, the wife's not hearing. Um, <laughs> how much I am still I, very fond of Stacey Keenan. That aside, yes, the women draw me in. But as I watch a show, I learn to like more than her. Mm-hmm. But she still captivates me in the whole nine. So anyway, I'm like, this is my cool chance to meet the guy I've been watching on My Two Dads. Probably for the last two years now, because it was on Crackle for the longest time. Yeah. Anyway, you know, his character was actually fun to watch. Anyway, I went over there and right away i said hi my name's wyatt bloom I, I i know i don't i don't have anything i'm not uh big on the the autographs really but uh, i actually don't think i said that i think i said i'm really a big fan of yours i said i'd like to say because i've uh bj and tech war stuff i said i've seen b- both but i said i really enjoyed your character on my two dads i really have a bigger connection with that i said i joked i did actually joke i said I won't lie, Stacy drew me in, but I really admired the characters that you portrayed on those shows. And he said, Well, thank you. I you know, I, I really loved that show. It was actually a fun time on that show, a lot of comedy, a lot of jokes, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I said, Well, I wanted if you wanted to know if you would accept a gift. I said, It's something minor, but you entertained us very well, especially me. Said and I gave him the coin, told him the, the little synopsis. Because this is really, really cool. I really love this. Thank you so much. Man, you said you're in the military. And I was like, Yeah, I was Air Force. And he goes, Man, this is so awesome. Man, you know, he was kind of taken aback that someone gave him something.
1: Yeah. You're kind of flipping th- the flipping the tables on them, I think, when you're doing stuff like that, because they're not used to they're just used to high and buy and I'll sign your thing. And right. Not used to receiving anything right. other and than then, money in return.
0: <laughs> right. I said, and I joked, I, I actually spaced, I should have known Paul Reiser but I spaced on his right name. I said, I loved, you know, the show and blah, blah, blah. And I said, I really liked how you, I said, I'm sure it was scripted, but I loved how you, and, and, and I like snapping my fingers, Mike, man, his name escapes me right now. He goes, you mean Mike, Mike, michael i said real yeah but his right name i meant to say it I said, i'm said i'm embarrassed i'm spacing his name oh you mean paul oh paul's a good guy yeah yeah he's a regular great guy He, he he's class act you know and i said yes i said i like your characters i've loved the show i mean i went on it was still for i maybe talked only two or three minutes but it felt mm-hmm. a lot longer because you know i spent a little time with a guy and, and yeah he,
1: and he seemed to be inviting too so that's cool
0: yeah and, and then, then Sam. I, yes, I met Sam. Went over there. I was a little intimidated because I know that at least of recent he was a bodyguard, wasn't he, for celebrities? I think we said that mm. in in our show.
1: I'm not sure. I mean, he is a very tall man. Yeah, well, intimidating he is, man. I, <laughs> I, I I
0: somehow remember us talking about he was a bodyguard, maybe not for celebrities, but I think we said that in our our okay. rediscovered episode. But nonetheless. It was kind of comical because the guys that were in front had watched highway, but did not realize it was him being highway. They didn't realize he was highwayman, but they watched highwayman. So I don't know what (laughs) happened there. Short circuit. I don't know. So fast forward, they're talking about the truck and they were doubting that he drove it the way that, that at least the tone was like, did you really drive it or did you just sit in it? you know, and pretend, you know, for the close-up shots. He goes, and he argued with them very nicely, but he argued like, no, no, we, we really drove it. Look, that thing was an old Kenworth that they put this custom, you know, sheet metal and fiberglass on, and we took a French chopper and basically popped it on top of it. He said that thing was an automatic, so it didn't have a clutch, so the pedals were on either side of the where the, where the cyclic would be. He didn't say cyclic, but he said the control stick. And he was telling this guy, and the guys were like fascinated that he drove the truck, (laughs) but they were still like, it's just the looks on their face seemed like they didn't make the connection that he was highway. So as they were departing, I jumped in and said, look, I know you as highway. In fact, that was one of my favorite shows. I'm sad that it only got 10 episodes. And then he joked, you know, Hollywood has their own intent. You know, they go whichever way they want. They didn't want to keep on going this way, but that was one of my f- better, more fun jobs. And uh, acting was doing the Highwayman series, and we started talking about the truck. Oh, he did tell the, those guys that you know it's now a, a traveling uh, tattoo truck. A mm-hmm. uh, guy bought it, turned it into an ink uh, a tattoo parlor inside the truck and the tractor side. Anyway, so I did the same thing. I came up. Introduced myself and gave him a coin and said I was prime military. And right away he stopped and I almost thought he was going to salute because the way his his, his arms wanted to, he wanted to do something. So uh anyway, we talked about the intelligence squadron that I was a part of. He goes, hey, I'm not all above above trading for stuff. I said, you don't have to do that. I said, I'm I'm honestly, you know, you guys entertain us. You you uh, I said you got me through a hard time uh as as a kid. And I said, I just wanted to say thank you. And he goes, nope, nope. Pick whatever you want right here. Whatever. I said, well, I know you best as highway. If you don't mind. He goes, no, you know what? That's fitting. So as he's signing it, I said, you know, I said that um, that I knew Jedo's truck was for sale. Or at least it was as of, you know, a couple of months ago. He goes, oh, man, that truck that was a butcher truck if I ever saw one. He said, <laughs> that was something that they were trying to do, a military vehicle, but make it kind of like a sports car. We didn't know what it was going to be either. I said, yeah, I kind of wanted that truck. I said, I don't have no money, but I, 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 I was trying to make it comical with him, trying to make it jovial. And he's like, I don't know if you wanted that truck. It was just a little quirky. I'm like, okay, <laughs> fair enough. And he was really appreciative, shook my hand again, thanked me for the coin again. And, and it was... That was my celeb moment, you know, with these cool. guys.
1: That's cool. It, I mean,
0: it, it, it means a lot, you know, like, like I said before, if finances were a little bit better, I think I would have splurged at the se- at the same point, my age has changed and my, my, my mental state has changed to, you know, just seeing them is thanks right. enough for me to say, Hey, yeah, I've yeah. got to shake hands with John Schneider and Catherine Bach and Tom Wopat. I got to meet Greg and, and Sam, you know, it's a little bit different. Yes. I'd like the selfie to prove that I got to meet them, but just being able to say thank you and give them a coin. Yeah. To me, that was a big thing. And to see their faces and the reactions to, to, be appreciative of that, that said something too.
1: Yeah. And I had that kind of moment with Stan Bush too, because he was up there on, uh, I think both days. And I, just at the last moment before we left, I thought, Hey, I'm going to try to find, I knew I had the, the transformer soundtrack on cassette. I said, I'm going to take it. Maybe I'll get an opportunity to get him to sign it. And he didn't have hardly anybody in his line. When I was there, I think there was maybe one or two people in front of me. So I was like, I'm going to do it. So I went up and his prices were about half of what the Dukes were. (laughs) Nothing against them, but I went up there and, uh, you know i told him that we had actually traded emails a few years ago when his single the 80s came out which i told him if i was going to commission somebody to write a song about how i feel about the 80s it would be that song and he was like oh man thank you <laughs> and i totally fanboyed out again <laughs> but uh he was appreciative he signed the cassette so that's something i have now to remind me and i got my picture with him but he's not, you know, he's not like Mick Jagger or whoever, John Bon Jovi, uh, in the in the sense that he's one of these huge rock stars. But his music probably means more to me than some of those that I just mentioned. That I right, just you know, everybody is kind of a fan of. Whereas Stan's one of those people that uh, if you know him, you know him. You know, it's it's he's not a didn't didn't may have a huge commercial success beyond those songs from the Transformers soundtrack. I mean, he's released several albums, but you know, it's not been he's not a multi-platinum recording artist like John Bon Jovi. So people don't know exactly you know his music until you tell them. Oh, okay, I do remember that song. I remember watching that that Transformers movie and, and the music from it. And it's kind of more of a a niche, a niche group of uh, mm-hmm. fans. So being with all those people Saturday night and hearing him perform, watching him perform for the first time at 70 years old and still wailed. I'm like, this guy is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize he was that uh, up in years. So uh, what an incredible experience, and he was really fun to meet too. All right, um, let's just keep on going here. We're gonna be uh, two hours on this show yes we could <laughs> and that's you know i wouldn't mind talking two hours about it but uh so something that came into my head i guess just to throw out a question to you is when we go to retrocon there seems to be maybe one or two things that stick out that we see across the whole show we do, these things just keep popping up and popping up was there something like that for you this year
0: there was and we call it themes usually in previous uh, episodes that we've mm-hmm. done we've we we jokingly call it a theme, although it's really not a theme. It's just, hey, I noticed more of this this year. And aside from the Duke's memorabilia, because it came out in full force this year.
1: Yeah. And so did the prices.
0: Obviously, they're there. So <laughs> yeah.
1: they, the on the, on is- the price tag. Good autograph item. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And now I know what my game, my Duke's of hazard game is worth. Uh, it's worth 80 bucks versus the 10 <laughs> I bought it for 10 years. Well, 20 some years ago. Uh, that aside I would say the bigger theme I have the pictures right here the bigger things I did notice was there's a little bit more Muppet characters and and I'm, I'm mixing Muppet and Sesame Street they're all the same in my book I did notice a little bit more of that that I've seen in years past I would say I've seen a few more ALF items and a lot more mask including in the box mask.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. There uh, were several booths that had yes. mask in the box. And and that has kind of come and gone over the years. I mean, it obviously has. when we first went, there was a lot there because Doug Stone was there and there's been years. I'm like, where's the mask stuff? There's not <laughs> hardly any here. There's a couple of loose right. figures here. There's a few vehicles over here on a shelf. And that might be all you see. But there was like, oh, at least three booths that had multiple inbox vehicles. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like many booths that that were just selling figures in the bags. There was one booth we saw had like 15 T-bobs in a bag. Right. I'm like, right. holy cow, dude. Where are you getting all these uh, figures? But... Yeah, there was that was definitely a theme for me. Uh, mask and, and muppets. Yes, there was a booth, uh, somewhere in the middle there that had probably half of it was Muppets, everything from figures to drinking glasses to whatever, all kinds of Muppet stuff in there. There was, uh, well, I don't know, a couple of the booths that had all the, the, the Funko pop stuff that wasn't really overwhelming this year. Some years it's been like, everybody's got these Funko pops right. in the box and that's not usually my thing. So I just kind of swing right on by all those booths. But yeah, I I think mask was kind of the biggest thing. There was a few things uh, I saw for Wee, mm-hmm. and I think you're right on the ALF, the ALF, I will see. Like, I saw the trading cards. I ended up getting, I think, maybe a couple packs of the ALF trading cards. But, uh, the more rare stuff, like the costume, the kids' costume, uh, in the box with the mask and everything. I can't remember right. what they won for that, but that was a big ticket item. And, uh, just some other kind of rare Alf things. Uh, a Valentine's book. That Va- the, the Valentine's. Yes, I asked the guy how much he wanted for him. He wanted twenty bucks. I was like, mm, No. <laughs> <laughs> we do fifteen. Nope. nope. We saw
0: Jeffrey stuff. Jeffrey.
1: Yeah, we did. We did. I actually okay. have, still have one of those. We uh, saw Jeffrey two... from Toys R Us. We're we're talking about.
0: Yes, we saw two Harry. Harry than the Henry Hendersons. Stuff
1: yeah, yeah, that was rare. I did not get a picture of that. I do. I have uh, it. I uh, Voltron was out there too. We saw the slot car racing. Yes, lots of diecast. The the one that I have the uh Matchbox diecast Voltrons. Lots of complete ones. I saw well complete in the sense that all the lions were there and right not necessarily all the accessories but uh, several several booths had those and a smattering of other well i saw a couple of voltron figures on the card which was You're seemed right. rare to me because i don't was, hardly ever see those uh, there's also
0: out. the uh, uh two voltron board games which we thought was mm-hmm. exceptionally rare when i found it what a year ago
1: yeah two so, years ago yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, there were so few themes throughout the day, and I guess let's talk about what we found and what we decided to buy.
0: Well, I didn't buy anything, so...
1: uh, Oh, I thought you had bought a couple things.
0: No, in fact, I got a gift from uh, one of the twins, and it's the finger... uh, I think it's a push-button General Lee...
1: Launcher. Yeah.
0: Launcher. Yeah. And that was, I mean, these guys don't even know me and they know me. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Jeff,
1: it was on Saturday. Like we, it was the first row. Like we were going up the first row and uh, Jason, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. And he had his hand, it was in a glass case. He had his (laughs) hand over the glass, like hiding it from anybody else to see. (laughs) He's like, you need to get this right here for Wyatt. And I looked down, and yeah, it was. It, it's a ring, like a ring launcher. Yeah. You got a small General Lee on the. You fit on the little ramp, and the ring fits on your finger, and you push it down, and there's a little launcher from the back that launches the car. And it was a very good price. So I was like, absolutely. That's that's. I hope he doesn't have one because uh, I know you've got a lot. I was like, oh man, I hope he doesn't have one. I I thought at first it was the key car where you put the key in and launch the car. Right. But then I was like, no, this is smaller. So yeah, that was, No, I didn't buy buy
0: anything. I was very, very good about it. Uh, Like I said earlier, I'm kind of on a budget this year, (laughs) uh, a thin budget. And so my goal was to go meet, meet with the actors and actresses really, I was trying not to do anything, any shopping if I could avoid it. I must have had some willpower because there was a lot of stuff I wanted to take home. I was going to gonna say,
1: I, I could have sworn you'd put some stuff in, you know, in your bag there to take home. But...
0: No, I was good. But like I said, I would have taken home probably those ALF puppets that we saw, those hand puppets from Burger King. Uh, yeah. Taking those. There is a ALF, or I'm sorry, a Dukes of Hazard table runner. I saw it the last time. Mm-hmm. And they're still there, and I think it's the same price. It's 20 bucks. I think they were asking 20 when I saw it. <laughs> oh that. wow. I could have easily swooped up the Voltrons. There was so much there. Mask, I probably could have swapped up, maybe not the inbox, but maybe a few of the yeah, figures, the of, cars.
1: A lot of loose figures. We were seeing the the firecracker truck on like so was, in every row. Yeah. In various there was one that was uh, loose out of the box that was complete. I could see you had the motorcycle now, in the back and everything.
0: Now, here's one that I, I'm i going to have to send this to you, obviously. But I think you would have now kicked yourself for you getting rid of your cat slayer.
1: Did you see uh, the price I, of
0: what that thing is?
1: I didn't see the price, but I saw it. I was like, I showed Jackson. I was like, <laughs> that is the electronic cat slayer. He had this little laser beam you shot down at a vehicle. And I was telling yeah. them all about it, how it worked. So it I'm, says it I'm guessing a, 500.
0: Oh, the next item up for bed. Oh, um, it said it had a broken, can't read the guy's writing, broken <laughs> trap missing something. The price, the
1: actual retail price is $1,650. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. So. Wow. Well, I did not have that money, much money to spend. The one (laughs) item that blew me away that I did show you that we saw on Saturday as well was that uncut sheet of Star Wars trading cards. Yes. Yes. It was huge. And those cards, like a lot back in the day, had the puzzle pieces on the back and you collected the cards and you could put the puzzle pieces together and make this like poster puzzle. Well, it was in full display if you looked around the backside because it was a, uh, gosh, I don't know, maybe a five foot tall. I don't know. I don't know how tall the thing was. It was
0: kind of like your, your standard foam board size. So I would say three by four, guessing. Okay.
1: I thought it was a little bit taller than it was wider. But anyway, I don't, they didn't put a price on it. I think the guy was just like, make me an offer. And I doubt he would have accepted anything that didn't have four digits in it. Uh, because you just don't see uncut sheets of trading cards like that, it, they're, they're rare as it is because you know they're like I was telling you, or maybe somebody else there. Uh, a friend of mine worked for a printer in North Carolina that printed Pokemon cards, and they have security on site. <laughs> I mean, watching every sheet that comes off the press to make sure that nobody is swiping those because you know th- those cards are hugely valuable especially if they're printing the rare ones so it's just insane to think that that existed so that was that pretty much blew me away but I did find a few things that I uh, (laughs) ended up uh, buying and putting in my backpack throughout the day and most of it was small stuff I got the three insecticons at a pretty good price I think most of them were six or seven dollars a piece I, I had to I bought a couple at one booth and then I was searching for the third one. And uh, one of them does have the little gun that, you know, came with it. I found the uh, Cobra ferret vehicle that was on Sunday and it was on one of those booths that everything was 50% off. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to get that. That's a small, I don't have any Cobra vehicles really. So uh, I thought that would be small. I can put some figures on there to display uh, let's see, picked up some packs of trading cards, everything from the Pro Set Superstar music cards from back in, I think, early 90s. I got a pack of Decision 92 cards. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing, but, uh, you know, uh, Ross Perot and Bill Clinton, George Bush, pack of Alf, pack of Roger Rabbit. And Jeff, one of the twins there, found a box, or partial box, of Video City cards, which are like Pac-Man, Frogger, uh, video game characters. And some of them have like scratch-offs, so you play a little game. I remember getting those back in the day. Found a couple of the giant photo cards from Empire Strikes Back, Chewie and Yoda. And then stickers... Oh man, I love stickers. Found a pack of Mad Ball stickers and Super Mario Brothers stickers. Jeff also gave me a what we thought was a sticker that came in a cereal box for Gator from Mask. Oh, nice! I thought that was cool. And then a couple of puffy stickers from McDonald's, Grimace and Ronald. I picked up. There was a a booth that he's been there for uh, several years. And he will put bins of old McDonald's Happy Meal toys out for a dollar a piece. And I like digging through those because there are some Happy Meal toys that are fun to me. And ones I remember from being a kid. He also puts in there vintage Happy Meal boxes for a dollar a piece. I picked up a couple for our friend Adam, who's a huge fan of the movie Hook. And there was two in there that were Hook themed. So I picked them up for him. And then I picked up two Mac Tonight Happy Meal toys. <laughs> you remember Mac Tonight, why the, the moon-shaped guy? Yes. I think there's maybe four in the set, so I might have to go out and find uh, those two. And then I picked up, there was a, a set of Happy Meal toys that was uh, these little plastic tracks. They were square and they all fit together if you got all four of them. And they have little wind-up uh, like the one I had is a wind up hamburger. You put it on the track and then you can, it goes by itself uh, in, a, in a pattern. And I picked up one of those. And then one of the changeables, I think is what they call it with, which is the transforming food, you know, oh, yes. the, the shake and the ice cream cone and the fries. I got one, they did an earlier one that was just robots underneath. And then they did one that was, Uh, dinosaurs hiding underneath the food so i I didn't have any of the dinosaurs i found the uh, ice cream cone one for a dollar couldn't beat that also found four shirt tails figurines Uh, i love the shirt tails as a kid and i do have some shirt tail stuff so picked up all four of those those were a buck a piece i do collect books one in the series in particular, if you remember the choose your own adventure books, why you know, where you jump from page to page. Oh, yes. And they did some themed ones for Transformers, G.I. Joe, I think Thundercats and Indiana Jones called Find Your Fate. And it's basically a choose your own adventure with G.I. Joe characters or whoever but I I do have several of the G.I. Joe. Books. I put, found one there that I did not have. I picked that up. And then the larger storybooks that are square, uh, I have a couple in the Transformers series. And <laughs> I found, let's see, three more to go with the couple that I had already. So I picked that up. And the Voltron book that we saw called The Buried Castle, which looks like it might have been taken right from an episode. It looks like episode artwork in the book. I got that one for free. It was buy three, get one free. So I thought, I'll get that. And then the bigger ticket items I got were the mask color forms, which was complete. I I didn't look, I, it looked like there was all the, the color forms were in the box, but I did pick that up and that's pretty glorious, nice and clean. And Adam, I think two years ago, sent me a little Christmas present, which had a G.I. Joe jigsaw puzzle in there. And I had not remembered this, but it it come to find out there was four puzzles that you can actually get and fit together to make one big, larger uh, scene. And he sent me one of those puzzles, and I found another one there. So I've got two of the four now, and it looks complete. I haven't put it all together yet to see if it is but it's mainly put together when i opened the box and i was like okay i think it's uh i think we'll take a shot because i'm jigsaw puzzles they're always a shot in the dark if they have all their pieces and then the final thing the big thing that i waited to sunday to buy just so i could try to haggle a little bit (laughs) thanks to you sir you forced me into getting the gobots command center several months ago. <laughs> you sent me a link.
0: I didn't force. All I did was send you a you link. Send
1: me the link. Yeah, you showed it to me, displayed it for me. It was still in the box. It has a Hills price sticker on the side. And I thought, okay, I'm gonna spring for this. It was uh I I probably couldn't find one for that cost at RetroCon if I tried. Probably not even double the cost. So that was a really good deal. And I was looking for parts for it because it's missing some of the platforms. Uh, but what I what I did find there that I would forgot about was there was a Renegades. The, you had the Guardians, right? Uh, Guardians and Renegades, I think, were the good guys and bad guys on Gobots. And the Renegades had their own base, their own uh, command center, which is this thruster ship that opens up, becomes a robot itself, has a little trap door to... Have fun, you know, when you're battling it out inside and it has these arms that come out. You can actually hold one of the good guy bots in his arm, you know, and swing them mm-hmm. around if you wanted to. And I found one Saturday that had some battery corrosion in the compartment. So there's lights and there's sound like the GoBots, the regular command center has. And he wasn't sure it worked. And he even marked that on the ticket. I was like, oh, I'd like to have that, but I think I'm going to wait till the next day. And then I found another one that was a little bit less. And the, he said that it had been tested and the lights work, but the sounds don't. So that's the one that I ended up getting. Talked him down a little bit. And that was what I had as we were exiting the show. That was under my arm. <laughs> so I was happy to to put that together. Now I got... The basis for both sides i still need to get the puzzler which is the six cars that all fit together like a devastator you know on transformer side i still need to get that and i i have the good guy or the the white uh jet with the power suits that you put the Gobots inside and you made a larger robot with these power suits and they made a renegade one that was black And I have a couple of the suits, but I don't have the jet. So that's another grail item, I guess, is to get the other one for the other side. But GoBots, yeah. I And I picked up actually one GoBot there that did not have two. So they were just uh, connected with me a lot more. We talked about that in our Transformers and GoBots memory jogger. Just connected with me a lot more because they were more easily collectible with the price, and since I was huge into Hot Wheels, they just fit in with those better. So I had a lot more GoBots. So now I've been collecting GoBots <laughs> for a while. But that's uh, that's pretty much my haul from the show. Anything else you wanted to add? That maybe I missed while we were there.
0: There was just so much there. Like I said, we've we've really were just astonished at how big retrocon has grown you know it started out in hall c and it had been there since uh when it started we started there in 2015 and to see it move into hall a and then have its own separate room for the forums you know the discussions yeah. which was great since in hall c all they had this little tiny fabric if anything uh, like a curtain that uh it was just terrible Sadly, I mean, they had to deal with deal with what they had, but you couldn't help but hear, you know, hey, fans, we have our a, a raffle ticket coming up. <laughs> yes, as that
1: as guy you're was trying to hear the to A-team do. talk yeah. to you,
0: like, well, back when we were filming the A-team, and then we hear the raffle guy go off. Um, New but, number! Right, <laughs> it was really a fun time there. The there was a lot I can only imagine. Jason, you described how uh, it was Saturday, where it was almost wall to wall people. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. In the afternoon, well, and I imagine a lot of them was overflow from waiting in line for the for the Dukes because those lines were very long Saturday, and you were pretty much arm to arm with uh, all your uh, collecting friends on each aisle. There was some more space on the outer aisles, especially up against the wall there. And I saw some chairs out too. That was great. Oh, there was one thing I did want to mention too, before we go. So we didn't talk about the vehicles that were there. So we had the DeLorean, we had the 18 van, the Jurassic park Jeep, the general was there, but I had a real neat uh, experience. I was looking at the DeLorean, taking some pictures And the man, I can't remember his name now, that owns the DeLorean was there. And he's been involved with even the official uh, Back to the Future uh, website and with some documentaries and stuff on the the car. Had a real nice chat with him. But before I walked up, uh, there was a man with his son. I think it was his son who was uh, visually impaired. I don't know if he was fully blind, but he was impaired to the point where he had a, a cane and his dad or whoever the person was with him was trying to point out different things about the car. And uh, the, the owner came up and was like, here, here, touch this right here. This is how you work the door and watch your, watch your head. Cause it's going to swing towards you, you know, and the, the kid is loving it. And, you know, you think about these cars, you got a car show, all the signs are up do not touch you know right look with with your eyes not your hands uh all this kind of stuff and the the guy was so just letting this kid touch the car and and get all the 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 visual pictures in his brain that he could just by feeling around he even reached in in the little knob that's like a wing looks like a Two sided, uh, like a wing nut or something that does the time circuits. He actually yanked that off and put it in his hand. Here, this is how you work the time circuits. You move that back and forth. So he's like yanking parts off the car to let this kid experience it. I'm like, this is the coolest thing. So I ended up getting a picture uh, when, when that was going on. I was just kind of sitting back and was like, man, this is such a cool moment. And To have people like that, you know, at the show, not everybody's there just to make a buck. Obviously, there are some vendors there that just are trying to, you know, make some money. Probably half of them could care less about the stuff that they're selling. Right. So, you know, you're always going to find that at every show. But to have people that are there beyond the reason of, all right, here's my car and it costs $5 to get your picture with it if you sit inside it, helping somebody out that, may not know anything or has never seen a DeLorean, you know, physically. So I, it was just such a cool moment. And I I really appreciated that. I told him later, I was like, man, that was really cool. What you just did. And you know, he, he basically just told me, he's like, well, you know, what's the point of owning a car? If you can't do something like that, help somebody out that just wants to experience it. So Absolutely. Anyway, I had to I had to throw that in there before we signed off because that was the first time I've had some kind of moment like that at, at RetroCon where I was like, "Oh man, this show is more than just buying toys or getting an autograph, you know." It There's is an actual nostalgia being peddled there and and people who love to to help people experience it.
0: And that's what I've liked about RetroCon. You know, we we've bragged about it over the years. But it's a different experience. Like I said earlier, you know, I would like to say I'm part of the '80s friendship, but I'm not as up and talking to the gang that, like Jason is. He's talking to everybody. Uh, I casually talk if I run into them at the retrocons, and that's probably the first and last I talk to him for another year. Maybe happenstance will get Chad Young on a round table or something like that, but very seldom. So. For them to remember, which is probably hard to forget, but to remember that I had some kind of face issue last year, still concerned, as human beings about how you know how it it looks like it healed and so forth. The chat to still hang out, barely know these people. In fact, I forgive me. I don't remember which twin is which, but the one kept popping up back and forth with us, and he linger with me and we were chatting things up uh like we were buddies for you know a few years and i'll be honest i don't remember really meeting the guy very much Mm -hmm. again maybe at a retrocon once and it was just astounding to to have that connection and there's other like people that are just like that you'll pick up a conversation with someone there the people that do cosplay they're usually all too thrilled to you know, have you take a, their picture
1: right?
0: or even chat with them, you know, depends on the person. I don't think I've chatted with too many of them, but you know, we were still wowed by the, the Pee Wee Herman gang that we saw a few years ago. And, and you always go to see the star Wars guys and the GI Joe <laughs> no guys. And yeah, you, and you and still chat with them mm-hmm. and they're, they are more than willing and friendly to talk with you. It's not like Hobbs Knobby or no, this is my booth. You know, you, you you keep yeah. your two feet distance or whatever, you know. No, it's not that like that at all. It's really, it's like a family. I hate. I I, I want to say it in that term because we're all like minded. We're going there for one thing, primarily the '80s, the nostalgia, and and in just ingesting it all in that mindset that, you know, we can all relate to watching these shows or these sitcoms or the Delorean or the General Lee. And we're just—it's so impressive to go there, and like we keep saying, we we cannot applaud Tony and and his gang for what they do to bring that together to make it what it is. And he's humbled. You know, we always yeah, go up and yeah. make 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 sure we acknowledge and thank him for letting us be a part of it. And he's just so humbled. And there's times where I think he's just overwhelmed how well it's done I don't know if he's anticipating that I don't know if he just doesn't comprehend when he's brainstorming it with the crew but when we're talking with him it just seems at least my interpretation is that he is just still overwhelmed that it's been this huge success and then getting the the uh, gratefulness that we are with him and just bringing this and pulling it all together it's just astounding
1: yeah it's it's really neat just to Fun group of guys, and you know, retrocon is really where I'm meeting people that I talk to throughout the year, face to face. When I'm usually talking to them via tweet or <laughs> even over there in the the Slack channel that we have for the retro network, but uh, just always a fun to to put a face to a voice or a face to you know a, a an article or something that you read and just talk to them and get their input and and stories from over the years it's 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 really fun. I don't get a lot of people around where I live now that I have that connection with and I think that's what we're all looking for even with this podcast and some of the other things we do. We're just looking to connect and share memories and see well what was your experience like what well, did you have the same memories or did you have something maybe a little bit different so, Always good to uh, meet these people and face to face and shake their hand and just uh, just hang out. You know, it's just always a good time at RetroCon. So, okay, well, I think we're gonna wrap it up then, and we appreciate you guys listening. If you haven't been to RetroCon, we do encourage you to get there by any means possible, <laughs> even if it's just for a day, uh, even if you got a you know three or four hour drive. Uh, my son and I just did a cannonball run in twice in three days. Yes, you did.
0: That's impressive. <laughs> from,
1: from Montgomery to Oaks, PA, a 15 hour drive. Got up early Friday morning. We were there Friday night. Sunday we left at uh, uh in the afternoon time, and got here just this morning around like six o'clock. So. Uh, it was probably not something I'm going to be able to do very much longer. <laughs> Sadly, uh, I need my sleep. Yes. And uh, of course, my son will have his own things to be doing as well after college. But I did enjoy it. And it's it was so worth the trip just to, to hang out with some people. You meet people while you're there. You meet the celebrities, too, if that's your thing. And come home with some toys that you're like, oh gosh, I didn't, I didn't know this existed or I had that and I must have it again. <laughs> you know, There's several different experiences while you're there, but it's just such a fun time. And there's nothing really in my mind that can top what they do there as far as a convention experience. Uh, there's bigger ones, there's smaller ones out there, but they do it really well. And it seems to be at a location where a lot of the people that I I have hung out with or have interacted with over the years online are able to make it. So hopefully you can do that as well as you're listening to us. But All right, bud. We've got to put another retrocon in the books. Now it's going to be a long, long year before it comes back around again.
0: It will be a tremendously (laughs) long year, and hopefully I can... Go up and spend a lot more than just a few hours up there. But it was still, still, still worth it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I guess we'll sign off for now. And uh, thank you guys for listening to this special episode of the Rediscover the 80s podcast. And might it not be back before too long here to get you another memory jogger? or uh, Jeff, our friend there at RetroCon, suggested three o'clock high for Rediscovered. So we put that at the top of the list. Hopefully, it'll come to streaming here. I think when I checked, it was just a, a rental. So I don't know. We might have to make an exception and and go buy our whatever two ninety nine rental and watch there the movie go. so we can yeah. cover it. Because he said that it's something that we need to experience. So yeah, we'll be back before too long, to, to give you some more episodes. So all right, bud, it was fun this year. We'll talk to you you soon, and we'll talk to everybody else soon.
0: Yes, thanks again for listening to us ramble and retrospecting on RetroCon 2023.